Happy Saturday and good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Good Tidings Radio Broadcast. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton, and I am broadcasting here from the wonderful studios of WXAN Radio here in Ava, Illinois. You can find us on your FM channel at 103.9. 103.9 FM, or you can find us on your computer or smartphone if you go to the internet and go to www.wxanradio.com. And when the page pulls up, just click on Listen Live. And we're glad to have you. Let your friends know now. Text them, call them, notify them, let them know that the Good Tidings radio broadcast is on. We are honored that you're listening today. We're grateful to Brother Danny and Will and the staff here for letting us be part of the team in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Bible and sharing the love of God and salvation with a lost world. So if you're listening today and you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, I'm going to give you an opportunity here in just a bit to trust Christ as your Savior. And I want to follow up with last week's sermon. Last week's sermon was we dealt with questions on heaven. Thanks for the response on that. It was very good. Now I want to follow up today with false hopes of heaven. There are many false beliefs, false hopes of heaven, and people believe they're on their way to heaven that really aren't according to the Bible teaching. Now, before we get into that, I want to say grab your Bible, go to Matthew chapter number seven, Matthew chapter number seven, and want to make an announcement. I will be preaching again tomorrow at the J City Church in Johnston City, Illinois. You must come. 9.30, 10.30, what a warm group of people. We are just having a good time there. God is moving in our midst, and you'll be blessed if you'll come. The J City Church, Johnston City, Illinois. You can listen or watch a live stream. If you go to jcitychurch.com, it'll take you to our live stream feed, which believe, which begins rather at 10.30 sharp. 10.30 in the morning on Sunday mornings, the live stream. Now, I want to let you know about something that is really, really outstanding, okay? The J City Church, every Saturday at 5.30 p.m., every Saturday beginning at 5.30, running till 6 p.m., 30 minutes. The whole community, you are invited to drive up to the window at the church and be given a free meal. A nutritious, well-balanced meal prepared by state-certified Christian women. And this is one of the ministries of the church. Every Saturday from 5.30 to 6, get a free meal, drive up promptly, 5.30, tell your friends, tell your family at J City Church, and we'll make sure that you have food. So 5.30 to 6, Saturday night, come and be with us, drive up, and we'll feed you. Then come back on Sunday morning at 9.30 for Sunday school and 10.30 for church, and we'll feed you spiritually. So let's open our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 7. Let's begin preaching and teaching today on false hopes of heaven. 
I'm glad you're listening today, and if you are, God has you here for a purpose. My friend, you're not going to heaven because of your opinion or what your granddaddy or someone else taught. Let's look and see what the Bible says because there are well-meaning people in the world that are not going to heaven because they've not followed biblical teaching and what the Bible says about salvation. So there are false hopes of heaven. Let's dive into this. Matthew chapter number 7. And look what the Bible says. At verse number one, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Now, in Matthew chapter number, that was rather Matthew 25, verses 1 through 12. But in Matthew chapter 7, Notice what the Bible says in Matthew 7, verse 22 and 23, as we consider the subject, false hopes of heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Matthew 7, verse 22 and 23. Many who think they are going to heaven are going to be disappointed. All of the ten virgins went out to meet him. All all thought they were ready, but only five were ready. Jesus said to the others, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Matthew 7, verse 22 and 23, teaches that many who think they are ready for heaven will be lost. There's an old spiritual song that our friends from yesterday used to sing, and it said, and I quote, everybody talks about heaven ain't going there, end of quote. Those words are absolutely true. Many who think they are going to heaven have only a false hope. Dr. R.A. Torrey once said that a man is better off with no hope than a false hope. He went on to explain that if a man has a false hope, he will go through life thinking that he is saved and never come to know Jesus Christ the Savior. On the other hand, if a man has no hope at all, he is more likely to find the true hope, the only plan of salvation, and trust Jesus Christ and Him alone as Savior. Now, What are some of these false hopes of heaven? 
There's no way that I can share them all with you today, folks. But I will call attention to some of the more popular ones, okay? So listen close. These are false hopes of heaven. Number one, good works. That if I do enough good works, I'll get in. Sometimes when I ask an individual, if you die today, will you go to heaven? People respond, I'm trying. But one is not saved by trying. One is saved by trusting. There is no way that you can earn heaven, folks. No one can earn heaven. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. And Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Those referred to in Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23 a moment ago, thought they should be allowed into heaven because of their works. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name, in the name of Jesus, cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works? But Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. If the Bible is clear on anything, it is on the matter of salvation, that salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus. It is not of works, and it cannot be a combination of grace and works either. Romans eleven six says, And if by grace there is no more of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace, otherwise work is no more work. You see, grace is God's unmerited favor toward hell-deserving sinners with no expectation of return. It is unmerited favor, and then there is nothing that we do to earn it, folks. The fact that salvation is a gift shows that it cannot be of works. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus said to the woman at the well, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have said of him, and he would have given thee living water. That's in John chapter 4 and verse 10. If someone gave you a new gold watch and required you to mow his lawn once a week, then it wouldn't be a gift. You would have earned it by mowing the grass. The only thing that a person can do with a gift is to receive it. I've heard, I've often heard preachers remark at a funeral service, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so has gone to their reward. Well, as we indicated in last week's sermon about heaven, heaven is not a reward. John chapter 1 and verse 12, heaven is a gift. As many as received him, that's Christ, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Philip P. Bliss was right when he wrote this, and I quote, Once for all, O sinner, receive it. Once for all, O brother, believe it. Cling to the cross, the burden will fall. Christ hath redeemed us once for all. End of quote. Those who work for salvation render the work ineffective through a wrong motive. 
The Bible teaches that the only service or work that is going to be acceptable is that which is motivated by love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 3, Paul said, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity or love, it profiteth me nothing. You see, love is the proper motivation for service for God and for good works. But a man who works in order to stay out of hell is motivated by fear and thus renders the work that he or she does ineffective. Human reason tells us that we could never earn heaven even if we had 10 lifetimes in which to try to work it out. But most of us work a lifetime here and never get a home paid for. How can we expect to pay for heaven in one life? If we worked 10,000 lifetimes, we couldn't earn the golden streets that run in front of the mansions in heaven. Those who are trusting their good works have a false hope of heaven. And we'll hear Jesus say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Matthew seven twenty-three. Is there no Is there no place for good works in the Christian life? Well, sure there's place for good works. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Once we are saved by trusting Christ as Savior, God saves us by grace. Then God expects us to serve him or to perform good works in his name because we love him. Not because we're afraid of losing salvation or not because we're afraid of not being able to earn salvation. Because He saved us, we love Him, and so we serve Him. Someone said, and I quote, I would not work my soul to save, for this my Lord hath done. But I would work like any slave for love of His dear Son. Unquote. Folks, if you're trusting your good works to go to heaven, I urge you to abandon this unscriptural plan of salvation, and trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today. So one false hope of heaven, one of the most popular, is I do good works. The second false hope of heaven is I live a good life. When I once asked a lady if she were sure she'd go to heaven when she died, she replied to me, I live a good life. When I asked a man that same question, he said, well, I'm not too bad. But both of them were trusting their good life to get them to heaven. Now, I'm all for good living, and Christians should live holy and righteously and godly in this present world, looking for that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But we don't do it to get saved. We do it because we are saved. So we are for clean, godly living, yes. A Christian should live as clean, moral, and as pure and righteous as he or she possibly can. But no one goes to heaven in our own righteousness. The Apostle Paul said concerning his own people, For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness through good living, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. This is Romans 10, 2 and 3. So he goes on to say in verse 4 of that Romans 10 chapter, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. As we've said many times earlier, the word believe, believeth, 
or believing in its various forms in the Gospel of John is found over 90 times, and it means to trust in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Jesus said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Mark chapter 2 and verse 17. One would be just as safe trusting his sins to get him to heaven as he would trusting his righteousness. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Notice that the language of that text says, All our righteousness are as filthy rags. God does not accept any of our righteousness or any of our righteous acts as a hope of heaven. God didn't say our sins are as filthy rags. He said our righteousness are as filthy rags. Suppose a person could turn over a new leaf and never sin again. That he or she would live righteous uh, until the day that they die. Would they go to heaven? Absolutely not. Because the righteous living today cannot undo the sinful past that we've all committed. The truth is no one is righteous. The Bible says in Romans 3.10, As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. Verse 23 of Romans 10, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The only righteousness that God accepts is His own imputed righteousness. And we read in Romans 10 and verse 3, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. So when we trust Jesus Christ and Him alone as our Savior, God imputes to us that, that is, He credits to our account the very righteousness of God. Romans 10.10 says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. You see, the moment we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, God accounts us righteous in His sight. The Bible promises in Romans 4 and verse 5, But to him that worketh not, but to him that believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. One verse of a favorite song of mine says, and I quote, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. End of quote. So a person who is trusting their good life or their own righteousness to be saved has a false hope of heaven, friends. If you are trusting your own good life to get you to heaven, then I urge you today to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, come into your heart and save you, and put your faith and trust in Him. That's why He died on the cross and shed His blood in our place. He was buried and resurrected the third day, and He paid and atoned for our sins. Your good works will not do that. Your good life or your own righteousness will not do that. Thirdly, another false hope of heaven is ordinances. Ordinances, keeping ordinances. Multiplied millions of people are trusting baptism to get them to heaven. These people teach what is known as baptismal regeneration. That is, a person is saved by being baptized. Now, folks, that's huge among several denominations, and it's wrong. Peter said in Acts 2.38, Repent 
and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now listen closely to that verse. Many of these people think because Acts 2.38 says that, they think that verse means be baptized in order to obtain forgiveness of sins. But the verse only and clearly means when it simply means be baptized because your sins, I'm sorry, be baptized because your sins have been forgiven already. It's like saying, take an aspirin for your headache. It doesn't mean take an aspirin in order to get a headache, but you take an aspirin because you already have a headache. And Acts 2.38 was telling them be baptized because you already have trusted Christ and been saved. So remember this about the Bible. It never contradicts itself. And over and over the scripture makes it plain that a person is saved by grace through faith. John 3.36, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. It doesn't say anything about baptism. John 3.18, clear teaching says, But he believeth on he that believeth on him is not condemned. It says nothing about baptism. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It says nothing about baptism. John chapter 5 and verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, the Bible, and believeth on him, or trust in Christ, that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That verse says nothing about baptism. Listen to me closely. When you are studying the Bible and interpreting the Bible, you never let one obscure verse contradict or take over clear verses on any particular subject. Never. That's not truly studying the Scripture and rightly dividing it. An obscure verse never leapfrogs a clear verse or verses on any given subject. Now, I could fill a small book with passages, folks, which state that we are saved by simply believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, trusting Jesus Christ as Savior. So, the song said, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. So, ordinances will not get you to heaven. The fourth false hope of heaven, church membership. One person asked, hey, I'm going to go to heaven. Are you going to go to heaven when you die? Yes, I'm a member of a church, they said. Well, there are many members of churches who think they're going to heaven because they belong to a church roll letter. But they are wrong and they are lost. The Bible says in our text here, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied or preached in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. The people in this text, folks, were evidently members of a church. They even prophesied or preached in Jesus' name. Some claimed that they cast out devils in Jesus' name. And they were not only church members, but they served in the church. 
And yet Jesus said unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You can be a church member and sit there every time the doors open and die lost in your sins and go to a devil's hell. Trusting in church membership to get you to heaven. Being a church member does not save you any more than walking into a garage makes you an automobile. Folks, you must trust Christ. And some churches urge everyone to become a member of their church, whether they've trusted Christ or not. And they think that that association with the church is going to lead to their salvation. And it will lead to their damnation. Because there is no promise in the Bible to anyone that's a member of a church. But there's numerous promises to everyone that believes on Jesus or trusts Him as Savior, that they're saved. Now, I love the church. Christ gave himself for it, and I pray for the church, and I attend the church, and we should support the church, but don't trust the church membership for your salvation. It's a false hope of heaven. Quickly, I must hurry. This is a well-known false hope. Here it is. Keeping the sacraments to get you to heaven. It's a false hope of heaven. Many dear people are trusting their confirmation to get them to heaven. A Catholic priest once told me that the seven sacraments were seven channels of grace and that one had to receive all the seven sacraments, including the last rite, in order to be saved. How sad that people should trust so many different things to get them to heaven falsely when the Bible says clearly, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16, 31. How could one trust anything else when Jesus clearly said in John 14, 6, I love to quote Jesus. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, not a way, the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That same priest said that no one was good enough to go to heaven. And I agreed with his statement and wanted to hear what else he had to say. He went on to explain that no one who dies is ready for heaven. He then explained his belief about purgatory, saying that a good member of his church who dies with unconfessed venial sins goes to purgatory and remains there until he or she is purged from all unconfessed venial sins. And then he moves into heaven. Well, folks, well-meaning people of this church pray for their departed ones in hopes they can pray them out of purgatory and into heaven. But the person who is trusting his sacraments and trusting the fires of purgatory to purge him from any unconfessed sin has a false hope of heaven. The Bible teaches that Jesus died for the sins of the world, past, present, and future. Isaiah 53, 6 The Lord hath laid on him, that's Jesus, the iniquity or the sins of us all. 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he, that's God, hath made him, that's Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin. He was virgin born sinless, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Jesus. Folks, Sacraments will not get you to heaven. Church membership will not get you to heaven. Baptism will not get you to heaven. Being a member of a church will not get you to heaven. Doing good deeds will not get you to heaven. Listen closely. 
Good works won't get you there. These are all false hopes of heaven, and they're prominent false hopes that people believe. Now listen close. If you'd like to trust Christ as your Savior, the only way to heaven, bow your head and from the sincerity of your heart right now pray. Follow me in this prayer. Jesus, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I'm trusting you and you alone to take me to heaven when I die. Amen. Now, folks, if you've done that, write us, let us know. We've got some good Christian material to get you started in the new walk with Jesus. But listen, time's escaping us. These are false hopes of heaven. Folks, come to Jesus. Trust him by faith. You'll be saved. That's good tidings. Jesus will save you. He's the answer and the only way of salvation. We ask you to pray for us. We're praying for you. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. This has been the Good Tidings radio broadcast. Come to Jesus. He is Good Tidings. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, yes. So fear not.